Hello, Sydney. Wakey, wakey, hand off, snakey. It's a big Wednesday up and at them. Hump day, as they call it in the classics. Hello to you, cat. Hello to you, Hello. MG. Great to see your beaming, beautiful faces this early in the morning. Big day for both of us, MG. You Ooh. have a, what a sit down with an author. I am uh, shouting, well, I don't know if I'm shouting, but uh, heading up to the uh, to a local pub today. This, I've been asked for about three months now to, to sit down with a guy. He wants to uh, do a book on me, right? He wants me to do an autobiography. Oh, with, wow. With uh, Penguin Books. I'm meeting Brendan, the publisher, today for lunch, and um, I might have some some special news for you maybe later in the week. Uh, I'm not is, sure. Will this, be like, will this be like Prince Harry's spare? Are we, we going to hear about are we going to hear about you putting ointment on your todger? Uh, you know what? What, what are the not? big revelations? Uh, how do you lose? Your, how do you lose? Your, how do you lose your virginity? I want to know. I want all the big stories. <clears throat> wow! So it'd be like spare. What would yours be called? Mine would be called hair because I've got. I've got. <laughs> MG an autobiography. I'd like the talking book version where you can't say defibrillator or ask. Oh, us. Oh, ah, you did. You got it off. Well, that's fantastic. And will there be big bombshells in there? No, I'm, 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 I'm adamant that that won't happen. I'm too late in my life to to scar my kids. I don't want to. I don't want to be scarring them and giving them revelations that they can Google. Um, will I'm, I be in I'm, it? I want to do can a positive Talk about the Mick Malloy years. You're going to have a whole chapter dedicated uh. to you. But if he comes to me, I'll spill the beans. I'll tell him everything. <laughs> I'll tell you about your, your wrestling tactics. <laughs> I will, Mark Rake. Well, that's a big day for you. Big day for me, show day. We've got a big yes. show tonight. Glenn Robbins, our mate, uh, is, is yeah, on the him. show tonight. They'll be talking about because he's a bit of a surfer. He's a bit of a golfer. Is and he? he's, a mi- he's a mixed martial artist. Stop it. Is he? He, well, he, he I don't think he's ever been in the octagon. No, but, but still. He, he has a crack for, for an old man, for Uncle Arthur, who you consider as a cardigan-wearing <laughs> old prick. No. <laughs> he, he has a crack. Ross Clark Jones is on. Big wave surfer. I love oh, talking to these guys. awesome. Yeah. I love talking to these guys. They are fearless. Do you know that the longest he was ever underwater for, I think, was three minutes? Three minutes, mm. yep. And you think about that, but like it's not like in a pool holding your breath. That's like being bounced around, mm. knocked around, rolled. put onto a, a, a rolled against a reef, scratched, and then come up and go, oh, that was fun. Let's do that again. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm looking forward uh, to talking to him. And, of course, Ms. Payne, who won a Melbourne Cup. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, will be Michelle Payne, oh, who, wow. of course, worked with me on a film called Ride Like a Girl, yes. uh, which I starred in. Uh, you, you, you I, were, was you, were you Darren Weir in that? Was that your character, kind of? I was playing a shonky trainer. We probably <laughs> shouldn't name who exactly I was <laughs> playing, but I remember they they had to. We were out at uh, Caulfield Racetrack, and they had to cancel my nude scene because uh, all all the racehorses were getting embarrassed <laughs> at my size. Getting spooked. <laughs> getting they spooked. Said, oh look, the, tass- the statue of David's come to. T- <laughs> I, I, right, that's it. Yellow card for you, MG. Let's wrestle. Yellow Let's card. wrestle. Let's oh, wrestle. Come on. It. <laughs> it's time for a bit of entertainment news. <laughs> Here we go. From rugby league brawls to media scrums, from green grass stains to red carpet burns, from hit-ups to Hollywood. 
with the latest in entertainment news. It's OMG MG. OMG MG. Yeah, wow. we've, got a couple, we've got a couple of uh, pommy entertainers in the country at the moment who I think we should start looking to adopt because Harry Styles and Ed Sheeran, well, the pair have already made an impression on tour with Ed Sheeran travelling with the masses on a commercial flight from Ballina, a domestic flight. Well done. Well done. There's your carbon footprint out the window. Good on you, Ed Sheeran. I, I love him. Hey, I know hey, not a second. Let's unpack that for a second. Yes. Well, he's a hero for travelling on a commercial flight. Yes. I'd like to I'd like to see him on the five oh one bus to Parramatta. <laughs> then then we'll we'll see just how good he is. This is unbelievable. He also performed did you hear this at the Queensland Children's Hospital? Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, this was in Queensland, and and by all reports, it worked as hundreds of kids were seen leaving the hospital as soon as they could. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think he should. Draw, I did the red eye from Perth uh, last week. Right. The, did the, anyone the, say you're no. a hero, MG? <laughs> no, they didn't. Uh. <laughs> This is the one time you hope they did lose someone's luggage, in particular his guitar case. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's uh, the other guy. Obviously, I think this guy now, this other bloke I'm about to talk about, he's so hot right now that. Um, no, hang on, the... I'm not done. I'm not done with oh, Ed Sheeran. Oh. You, I'm going still with talking about Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Go Eddie. But if you want to be a real hero, get on a jet star flight and take your chances. <laughs> See you queuing up for eight hours to possibly miss the flight and then miss your concert. See how that goes down. By the way, can I just yes. say this? I was in hospital the other day. Yep. Recovering from a vasectomy. Where was my performance? <laughs> Sheeran? Who'd you get? I've not got, I got no one. I, I got, you, got Shannon, you got Shannon Noel come to your hospital. <laughs> okay, that's enough now, Shannon. Come on, mate. I got, I got what's his name's neighbour? Uh, oh, Guy Sebastian's neighbour. Guy Sebastian's neighbour came, complained. Uh, I, I don't know about this. You, you know, I know Ed Sheeran loves to perform. But I reckon if that pl- if that plane hadn't been going down, he would have recorded something for the black box recorder. <laughs> he never misses a gig. He never misses a gig. He would have tried to join the Mile High Club, except he's too short. But it'd be it'd be just under the Mile High Club, about six inches. <laughs> All right. So what think, else have you got there? You think he's a little bit opportunistic at the moment? Do you, old Ed Sheeran? But he might uh, be. We'll- I'll we'll tell you what we'll one. do. We'll, no, we'll come back and talk about Harry Styles. Yes. Uh, he's this so hot is, right this now. is now a two parter. Oh, yeah. Uh, MG. Oh, Michael, <laughs> Michael Hausen. What's his name? John Michael Hausen. Oh, oh John Michael Hausen here. <laughs> no. Here I am on the Hollywood beat. Oh, <laughs> oh, things are so fantastic. Let's come back and talk Harry Styles. He did a shoey, apparently. <laughs> We're in the middle of OMG, it's MG, it's his entertainment <laughs> report. It's right up there with the best of them. I love the fact that you've turned your attention, big fella, to the world of showbiz. You've done Ed Sheeran, the other big one in town at the moment that's driving the young girls crazy. Harry Styles, what have you got for me? First concert, Perth, what happened? Yeah, not just the young girls, the older girls, the younger men, the mm. older men. He, Harry's so hot right now. He's got them all he's covered, just, isn't he? He's yep. got them all covered, brother, because he began his sold-out tour in Perth on Monday by enduring himself to the masses um, by doing what is a, an Aussie tradition, uh, the shoey. Uh, Bam Bam Tuivasa, the, the UFC fighter, has made this probably worldwide popular. Um, and this is how Harry Styles went about 
condensing and, and consuming a beer from a shoe. This is one of the most disgusting traditions I've ever <laughs> Well, to be honest, the actual tradition was invented right here in Australia, which is why it is an Australian tradition. And it was by Dave Reynolds from Supercar fame, who, who at the end of a race uh, took one off on the podium, uh, poured some champers into it and went wow. bang. And then Daniel Ricardo, Ricardo. Yes. then went and did it on the international stage. It's become a thing. And now we torment any touring artists who come to this country <laughs> by insisting they take a shoe off and have a shoey. Um He's on his way. This is the bad news for Harry Styles, though. He's on his way to Adelaide, so I guess he's going to have to have a Bacardi Breezer out of an Ugg boot. Harry, watch the tinnier. That's a big way. Watch the tinnier, you idiot. An open-toe sandal, maybe, but don't be careful over there. Um, If he was a true Aussie, he'd shout a round of shoeys. You should be able to get them at a bar, shouldn't you? There we go. I'll have two schooners, one pint. And four shoeies. <laughs> because instead of glassing someone, you could instead of glassing someone, you could just kick him in the head. Well, I'm a size 14 shoe, so you get a lot of beer in my shoe. Oh. It could be worth more than the pint. You're a monster. How many's MG had? Four. Four shoes. Wow. <laughs> he'll be off, he'll be he'll be off his chops. Imagine oh. Harry Styles honking onto one of your shoeies. He'd be, he'd be carried out in a, in a body picture. Um, but he also did an Australian classic song, did he not? He did. He certainly did to uh, honour the, uh, the the wonderful singer from Sherbet, Daryl Braithwaite. He uh, done his rendition of Horses. This has become an Australian classic. It's done by uh, football teams all around yep. Australia in the... All right. That is... Can we turn Oh, sorry. Thing? You don't oh, want that anymore? Done. I can't so, hear yeah, myself. <laughs> I can't hear myself. Shut up, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of the stupid horses. One of those horses needed to be put down. <laughs> I'm the blanket. But that's become, you know, football teams in their dressing rooms do it after games now. It's a staple at the Cox Plate. Yeah, uh, down in Melbourne, he's really latched onto something. But if he really wanted to de- endear himself <laughs> to the Australian culture, he might try a little bit of this. Written in the back of the youth. <laughs> Come on, written in the back of the youth. Come on, Harry Styles, let's see you do that in your onesie. How good would that be? Um, I'd, I'd do like his shoey though. No one's taken up the craze that I tried to start, which is eating a whopper out of your underpants. Oh, oh God! Oh. Um, <laughs> can, just, can you give us a demonstration or... right now? Give I us can't a demo. even imagine how you do that. In the studio, that. come on! Oh, oh no, he's got no, a whopper so... down his pants. <laughs> oh, uh... That's not a whopper. That's a Big Mac. <laughs> does your mouth go towards it, or does it come to you? Okay, all right, everyone. <laughs> if you're not going to take my new craze seriously. Hey, both these guys, though, MG, have yes. done something incredible's happened around their concerts. And this is for they're both the yep. artists are heading to Sydney. Both are sold out concerts. Yep. But they've been banned from camping out the front. The kids are yep. banned from camping out the front of Acor Stadium. We want to know 
Uh, who did you camp out for? Him, G, I'm going to go to you. Do you remember clearly who, I, you, who you camped out for? Oh, bloody hell, I do. 1980, my first year of high school, I had yep. to get my, on my knees basically to beg my mum and dad to let me do this. But it was oh, my God. When Kiss came Kiss. to <laughs> Kiss at the Sydney Showground in 1980. And guess what? I, I'm looking back now, and I'm thinking that maybe Iron Maiden was the – um, the opener for them. The I, opener I, for them. I, well, yeah, you and was, for I either of them. I was thinking it was the unmasked tour, but it was um about fifteen okay. bucks a ticket, and it was awesome. We had a great time. About eight of us just in in sleeping bags, and we got we got about ten rows. And it's a time. lifetime memory, mate. You, it you is. remember you shared with your mates, and it was iconic. Can I tell you the same the same concert? On the flip side, my mum wouldn't let me go. So I was in Melbourne. The concert was at Waverley Park, which was a football ground. I begged yep. my mother to let me go. She said no. I swear this is true. I stormed off to my bedroom, and before I slammed the door, I said, I have no mother. Bam. <laughs> right? And just to give you an indication of how committed I was to Kiss at the time, I had posters up in my room that were like wallpaper, like Same. the whole bedroom was papered over and I was beaten up riding through Frankston on my bike wearing Gene Simmons makeup from Kiss. Oh, you're kidding <laughs> yeah. me. I think back maybe I did deserve that one. <laughs> yeah, I but, think you did. But there you go. The boss, Bruce Springsteen. Oh. I remember and this was when and I was pretty media savvy at that stage was still working in the industry and I went, nah. Uh, showgrounds in Melbourne, camped out overnight and went, I'm not missing this. That's oh. how committed uh, <laughs> I was. We've got a lot of people lined up, ready to go. Tell us their story. Donna, uh, who did you camp out for? Well, not really concert-related, but Triple M had a promotion of who could sell the cheapest fuel. And so it was back in the 80, late 80s, and uh, a Kemp's Creep service station offered one cent a tank. So we all went oh. and camped out, and we were all lined up out the back of Kemp's Creek there. <laughs> and then it turned out, years of, not long after, that the petrol was actually stolen. So we were all oh. receivers of stolen fuel. Oh. <laughs> that's it. That's that sounds like a classic Triple M promotion to me. And that sounds like... Okay, not exactly what we were looking for. No, uh, more, more, of, more of a mercenary camp out for one cent a tank. Gee, I tell you what, it would be like Mad Max if you did that today. They'd, they'd come from everywhere. Good on you, Donna. Let's get to the concerts. Marcus, uh, what uh, what was the concert, mate? Uh, mate, it was um same concert as MG for Kiss at the showground in yep. Sydney. Wow. And yep. um, it was chaos. I was like 10 years old, first concert. 10 and, years um, old? 10 years old, mate. Kiss, it was rock and roll. It was unreal. Who'd you, who'd you camp out with? So I went in there. It ended up, me, me mother ended up taking me, and me old man queued up for the tickets. So it was, oh. yeah, it was crazy. It was the first time I've ever seen car surfing. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was, like, it, was. it was something out of a movie. It was a. Uh, an experience, as I, as Mick said earlier, like it's a rite of passage and oh, something, like, something I remember. I remember this to this day. It's, it gives me goosebumps. Who was your favourite drummer, Peter Chris or Eric Carr? Peter Chris. Well, it had to be Peter Chris. Beth, I hear you calling. It makes me cry every time. <laughs> Beth, I hear you calling, but I can't come home right now. Because me and the boys are playing, and I just can't find the sound. Just a few more hours, and I'll be right home with you. Oh, yeah. Beth, I hear you calling. Oh, Beth, what can I do? Wow. <laughs> Beth, one of Graham. the best songs. That was a great song. It really was. It made me cry. Graham. 
Uh, who was the band you queued up for, mate? Alice Cooper, 1974. Oh, good concert. How was it? Oh, I'm going to, I bet you're about to say absolutely worth it. Oh, well, it cost me a dollar to get what? the ticket. It was wow. last minute. When all the boys said, we're going to this concert. I said, well, I'm only staying over to mate's place. Mum didn't yep. even know where I was going to concert. <laughs> I ended up staying in, in town at the cricket ground. Right side of the showground. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. But the funny thing was, it was where we were sitting. The guy across from me in the car park had a panel van. And yeah. uh, I, I got up to go to the toilet. And as I walked past, his arm come out of the panel van, grabbed me, scared the shit out of me. I was only yeah. about 14 then, you know. Yeah. And this guy says, mate, where are you going? I said, oh, I'm just go- going to the toilet. Is that okay? You know, like, and he says, can you get me some coffee on the way back? I'm like, oh, so give, me a couple- <laughs> give me a couple of bucks for the coffee, right? <laughs> so I walked back, give him the coffee. I don't know what happened in the van after that. I didn't uh, pay much attention to that as I was only young. About half an hour later or whatever it was, maybe an hour later, this same bloke gets out and he walks over to him. I thought, well, freaking out, what's going to happen here, you know? Yeah. And he hands me a pillow. He says, yeah, mate, this Get yourself comfortable. We're going to be there for a while. So I said, you beauty, mate. Thank you very oh, much for wow. that. Uh, that is fantastic. That's what we're talking about. Gaia, he's over over his head. What a try. Big Mark Gaia towering over him. MG Sport Report. Yeah, well, all the trials have been done and dusted, and now the NRL players have a week off, and then the competition proper starts March 2 on Thursday night where we'll see Parramatta taking on uh, the Melbourne Storm, but on the uh, on the other side of the ledger, round one, Manly will take on this next guest team, which are the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. And to the show, I'd love to welcome Josh the Fox at O'Car. Foxy, how are you, my man? Good, thanks, bro. How are you? We are awesome, mate. We are awesome. How how pumped are you about the the season ahead? Yeah, very excited, bro. Um, you know, it's been a great preseason. Uh, the boys have been working hard, and um, yeah, it's awesome um, time to be a part of. A couple of uh, Panther boys have, uh, have nestled into the into the kennel. Um, obviously, Billy Kickow is a, a massive uh, acquisition for you guys, and Cameron Serrato was coach. How have you found Cameron Serrato's coaching methods uh, so far? Uh, very professional, man. Um, he's really connected the group, um, especially the coaching staff as well. Um, you know, we've been doing everything together. Um, like I said before, we've been really working hard and kicks. Um, you know, the presence of his, um, you know, statue being in the in the side. It's um, you know, it's a good thing that he's on our side. So, yeah. But Serato, um, yeah, he's just a, he's he's got he's got all, all all the all the tools, I suppose, and um, yeah, knows his footy. And like I said, he's he's just connected the group really well. And um, yeah, everyone's really excited um, heading into the season this year. It's, um, yeah, I'm super proud to be a part of it. Foxy, I don't, I don't know how far deep you are, you go into the the politics of the game, but obviously the the season opener has been um, put on the on the shelf um, because of the uh, NRL and the RLPA can't um, get into bed together at the moment. Have you got an opinion on what, what's happening, my man? Um, yeah, I've got, I've, I suppose I have um, you know, some knowledge of it, but you know, just for us boys, um, you know, we just want to make sure that um, you know, all footy players. Um, young and old um, are getting looked after, especially um, you know, after serious injuries and um, you know, players that are finishing footy, make sure they're um, you know, transitioning into you know, life after the footy. So um, you know, us players are all sticking together and um, it's good to see the RPA um, you know, are behind us and us players have a, a strong voice in the, in the competition. 
Hey, uh, Josh McMalloy here. We've never met. I know uh, bugger all Wait, about... Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 How are you, mate? Thank you for your wonderful appearance on the front bar last week. You uh, shot the lights out with your, with your show-stopping laugh. But, mate, can I ask you, and as someone who knows very little about the game, I'm going to ask you straight off the bat, the Fox, where, where'd you get the nickname from? Uh, it's actually my great-grandfather's last name. So his name was Wally Fox. Um the passing of my uh, grandfather a couple of years ago, Wally Carter, his, his father yep. was, um, you know, last name was Fox. So mum used to call me Fox back in the day when I was a young fella <laughs> running around um, and just stuck with me ever since, bro. So, yeah. <laughs> right. It's great to have a nickname that has a strong family meaning and, yes. and interest. I think that's a great story. That's uh, more than I bargained for. Oh, tell me a bit. You can, the big fella, Room G, tells me you've got a clothing range as well. Is that true? Let's trot, baby. Yeah. Uh, let's prop, baby. Yeah, no, nah, I do, bro. Um, yeah, got a, um, yeah, got a apparel, um, you know, with clothes and all that kind of stuff, and um, you know, really enjoying it at the moment. Um, a lot of people behind it, and um, you know, they they all asked for me to bring some clothing out, and um, yeah, I've been in the process for the last year and a bit now, and it's been it's been going really well. Really enjoying it. I really love uh, designing the clothes and, and just coming up with what uh, with what people love. So good on you, yeah, mate. Pencil me, pencil me in for for uh, a Let's Trot hoodie. It'd be great if I, <laughs> I I'd, I'd love to maybe you know knock over a Seven Eleven or something or something from from, 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 <laughs> your, maybe, signature, yeah, from your signature clothing range. They've got a song for it. Song for it. Let's play a bit of this song, cat. Bit, bit of the bit of Let's Trot song. For me. <laughs> There we go. Tell a man no trouble. I don't yeah. want peace, man. I just want vibes. The Fletcher boys. <laughs> there they go. Show oh, you, Foxy. Is the first video, is it? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. Get on you, Josh. Well done. Oh, and thank also, you. thank you Join to you, Foxtel. Mate. Every game of every round is live and ad break free during play on Foxtel and KO Sports. It's Mick and MG in the morning. Uh, news that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle may sue South Park makers. Over the latest episode, which is a thinly veiled attack on both the royals. I've had a listen to some of the, this episode, and it is hilarious. It's awesome. Uh, it absolutely bullseyes these two idiots <laughs> and the way uh, they parade around pretending to ask for privacy in the most unprivate way possible. Here's just a couple of grabs uh, from them. I think they're being interviewed on a show where they're protesting about their lack of privacy. You've lived a life with the royal family. You've had everything handed to you, but you say your life has been hard, and now you've written all about it in your new book, Where? Yes, that's right, friend. You see, my wife and I, I are totally like you should write a book because your family's like stupid and then so are like journalists. So you hate journalists. That's right. And now you wrote a book that reports on the lives of the royal family. Right. <laughs> so you're a journalist. We just want to be normal people. All this attention is so hard. <laughs> uh, apparently she is livid and uh, some of the greatest criticism, and it's amazing, this is why this show is one of the best in the world mm -hmm. when it comes to satire and skewering its topics. But uh, everyone has struggled to get their head around this story, but I think it's best summed up by some of the characters themselves. Driving me crazy. I'm sick of hearing about them, but I can't get away from them. They're everywhere in my face. But Kyle... We just kind of don't care about some dumb prince and his stupid wife. Exactly. <laughs> here, here. You speak for all of us. <laughs> and uh, hot on her way around from the studio where she delivers the hard news. Well, even harder news. Uh, depending on how you look at it, it's time for sex talk with Natasha Belling. Oh, Tash, yeah. 
I told you we'd drag you down to our level eventually. It hasn't taken long at no. all. But you have two stories that came across my desk, delivered by you, I should yes. point out. And I'd like you to outline them first. Uh, first up, let's talk about ancient Rome. And out of everything they gave us, uh, the aqueducts, uh, you know, uh, organised religion, was it, what's it relating to their sex toys? What have you, what have you found out? In your study. What have you got? You don't even have an office. I don't uh, put it in the chat and I put a warning saying this is confronting content. So, Why are your glasses fogging up? (laughs) What do you got? A wooden object found at a Roman fort, initially thought to be a sewing tool, may have been a second century sex toy. Experts say the object may be the earliest example of a wooden phallus found anywhere in the ex-Roman Empire. First thought is splinters. Oh, looks like, ah, it looks well. Like, it looks, looks like a baseball bat. It, it would have been uh, an improvement on the toys from the Stone Age. Oh. <laughs> they would have been a bit heavy. So this, the wooden sex toy was invented by the ancient Rome, hopefully followed shortly after by the invention of sandpaper. Am I right, girls? <laughs> You know, you know what? I'm guessing you would have, you wouldn't have wanted to use a good wood sealer. Maybe from was there an ancient Roman Bunnings where you could go a po- and a, poly, get, a polyfiller, a polyfiller. <laughs> oh. Maybe the Pantheon was actually just uh, an ancient sexy land. Have you ever thought of that? Oh. It's like a big it's sex shop. Be. I have uh, nothing. Oh. Do you know what? Being something. you know, being wooden, I reckon you would have had to knock it in. You know, like a you know, like a cricket bat. You know, you oh. don't just go out and use it. You'd have to, oh. <laughs> have to work out the middle first. Pinocchio would love this. <laughs> you, you could tell where you could tell where Mum was frustrated. She'd head out to the woods with an axe, <laughs> and then just and then just start whittling for hours. All right, I think we've done the sex toy. Now you also brought us a story about a workplace injury. We need to understand. Can you please? Yes, that's the first thing that came to mind. Was this a workplace issue? And no, uh, where are the was. fallouts? Okay, okay. Australian porn star Liam Ellis has gone into excruciating detail about how he broke his penis while fi- <laughs> filming. <laughs> Mick Molloy, can you read the rest of this, please? Well, uh, suffered a life-changing penis injury while filming an intense sex scene. (laughs) After a few hours, it went black. Tell me about it. Well, welcome to vasectomy world. Um, That's interesting, isn't it? Doing a sex scene and he's broken his penis. You know, I did a sex scene. (laughs) Here we go. In in a film once, yeah. No one else involved, just me. (laughs) So, this is true story. I was in a film called Ride Like a Girl. Yes. 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 Where I played a trainer, and we're out at Caulfield, and they decided in the end not to film my sex scene because a lot of the racehorses were getting embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) So, how's he damaged his penis? Okay. No, you go into details. No, no, you've got the story. Come on, Tash. You're the hard hitting journalist. Okay, no, I'm not. Um, basically, he was having sex at the time, and apparently it caused his penis to bend and tear, oh. resulting in a penile fracture. Ah. So some Who of the research you, you did for the show was awesome. This is research that you just go over and abide. Oh. I love it that you bring this to the show. What did you watch to see this? Imagine a first responder. <laughs> imagine, being a, imagine being a medic on the, that set. <laughs> he said sex he got a free circumcision out of it, which is something I've oh. always wanted. 
Okay, well, that's... Well. Uh, that's uh, Mm-hmm. All right, I think we're done here. Yeah, no. <laughs> Good morning, Sydney. Did he have income protection insurance is all I'm saying. Well, that's right. Insurance is a big issue. i tell you what, though. That is a genuine workplace injury. Yes. Let's do it. One triple three five three. Have you had a workplace injury? Tasha, have you ever, what would you have done? Fallen off a stool? I nearly uh, had my head blown off live on television. Oh, oh we, yeah, we saw that. Can you tell me about that? Okay, well, apparently there wasn't a workplace incident report done and we had a lovely scientist coming in showing us how to make these clever explosions and it went off live on air and I remember looking at the cameraman's reaction and he literally had turned white and I thought, what's happened here? I lost my hearing and then you watch it back and I actually felt physically sick because this bottle exploded about two centimetres from my head. Wow. Wow. I fell off a uh, Shetland pony called Elvis <laughs> that I was trying to trying to ride for eight seconds and yeah, couldn't I, do it, and well, I hurt I, myself. I, I did something similar. I, I when oh, about ten years ago, the the you know how riding the bulls the rodeo the rodeo come to town at the um, at Homebush, and yep. I was dared to ride a bull for eight seconds, and that was the most scary. Scariest thing I've ever done in my whole life. Sitting there, a, you a go. These big, big are. Pool. Workplace injuries one triple three five three. Let us know how have you injured yourself at work. Apparently, you know, like when, you know, when a dog has an injury, they put a little bucket on his head. Apparently, mm. they put a little bucket on his penis, and so he can't touch it. <laughs> like the lampshade, yeah, the lampshade thing. I've <laughs> <laughs> got us thinking. I'm sure you've got a story to tell. Um, let's go to our callers, Brad. You've got a workplace in- injury. What happened? Uh, good guys. How you going? Good, Great, brother. Yep, yeah, I was um, actually uh, driving guard trucks, reloaders, and um, I was pushing some metal uh, actually into the back of the garbage truck, and the metal went through my hand and pulled my whole hand into the garbage truck. And, no! Yeah, actually locked it, yeah. Ooh, and I did, bar did, in there now with eight tins. And, did, you, did you lose your head? Uh, no, actually not, but uh, yeah, it was a good six years, six, seven years of recovery. Wow. Uh, that is about a, a compactor on a garbage truck. Put your hand in there. That is freaking oh. me right out. Thanks, Brad. Michelle's on the line. Michelle, uh, what's your job? Good morning. Uh, Good morning I'm Michelle. a paramedic. Okay. Well, I'm hoping that uh, there's oh. been nothing too traumatic in your workplace that's caused injury. Um, I was accidentally defibrillated whilst attending to a patient. <laughs> so hang on a second. Your what happened? By, did you do it yourself? Was there a coworker? What what was the story? No, no. Look, it was an accident. Um, it, it was somebody else that accidentally defibrillated me instead of the patient. Oh, oh. Were, you, were you not moving at the time? Were you unconscious at the time? Were you laying on what the ground? What was, uh, what was the... Yeah, I was. Um, I was on somebody's chest doing CPR, and um, I was accidentally defibrillated and and knocked unconscious myself. Oh, ah, and was I like pl- the way you pronounced defibrillate. Yes, too. <laughs> I should point out. Good, yeah, good on you, Michelle. Wow. Thanks for the call, Matt's on the line. Uh, Matt, workplace injury, please. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I uh, cut keys and was having a conversation with a customer, cutting their key, and as I pushed it up to cut the key, instead of a high-pitched grind, it's made a really low one, and I'm like, that didn't sound right, and I looked down and I cut my finger in half. Stumpy, so if you've got a stump there that represents your finger, or is your finger intact? 
No, no, my finger's intact. I just super glued it up and <laughs> super glued it up. Uh, and carried on. That's oh, the spirit. That's our that's listeners. The, that's the old key cut I know and love. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Tony's on the line. Tony, uh, what happened to you, mate? Workplace injury? Yeah, mate, I got a couple. I um, dropped a glass door down the front of my shin and stripped it back to the bone. Oh, oh. There you go. That'll, uh, that'll yeah, get your that attention. Yeah, one. And, and what was the other one? Yeah, got what was shot. the other one, mate? You... Okay. I got shot, shot in the arm. I beg your pardon? What? He got shot in the arm. <laughs> <laughs> you buried are you the lead there. Yeah. You, you've yeah, gone doing. with dropped glass door, not I got shot. How did you get shot? Mate, I was manager in a pub and, yeah, just they've come in and the guy was a little bit fidgety, shall we say, and, uh, yeah, off went the gun. But the worst part was after he shot us, he started apologising. Oh, Where'd you get shot? What, what part of your body was, was shot? Mate, I, I had it like right down my right hand side. Got a piece taken in my chest, piece taken in my groin, had a what? piece scrape in my eyeball. Uh, oh. you know, in the pub I used to work, that was a pass out. Yeah. <laughs> shot. Roadhouse. Rough. All right, I think we have a winner. I think so. I think you oh, get Tony. smashing pumpkin tickets, Tony, <laughs> yes. for sure. We're never going to do better than that. <laughs> New to Sydney Breakfast, it's Mick and MG in the morning on Triple M. Lots of rain around today, only a top of 23 today in Marrickville. Yeah, lots of, uh, lots of athletes do lots of commercials for different companies. Well, the latest um, one is, well, let's just say a bit of a, bit of a head-scratcher. Um, Canberra Raiders enforcer Josh Papalihi, he features in a club-sponsored uh, ad for United Legal, and basically he thought he was going to wake up getting his moles checked, but he woke up with a pair of breasts. This is how it goes down. Well, uh, what do you think? Oh, what? I thought I was getting a mole removed. Oh. Doctors can make mistakes, and bosses are responsible for the safety of their workers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We've got to put that up on our socials. We've got to put that out of wow. Tony's One of the great actors of his generation. That... How, could you, how could you do that, Mickey? Yes. I mean, come on. How could you do that? Well, there's one we play on the front bar tonight featuring Mel Meninga that you might want to have a good look at. So uh, how Mel Meninga ever thought he could represent a law firm, I don't know, but stand by. <laughs> and you, big fella, have form in this department because when I was talking about these ads, people kept referring to one in particular you did back in the day uh, for advanced hair, quiet oh, no. cat. Well, hair loss became a problem for me. I naturally went to advanced hair studio. Advanced hair? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> well, had, well, well, Greg Matthews was yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, was, I you, thought I'd, I'd change that and go, oh, yeah. Did you ever go down the zoo and watch the animals, study the animals, or go to a, a kind of a trust exercise class? Because that was shit house. <laughs> Really? Uh, that's all you get. That's full stop. Uh, I, well, yeah, it was. That was me and another carnation. And we've been joined live in the studio by one of the minor stars of Front Bar, oh making up the numbers <laughs> really? tonight at uh, <laughs> 9 o'clock uh, on Channel 7, uh, Samuel J. Pang. Yeah, That's your intro? Thank you, MG. See that? Energy. I love Sammy. Breakfast radio. Mick, you're almost done. We get it. You're cooked. It's, you've, you've somehow made it to February. But MG, see that? Professional. A bit of energy, yeah. and it's wonderful to see He's you He's a professional. He is. Did you, have you ever done an ad? 
Uh, no, unlike you, unlike you two, I've been good with my money. I don't need to. <laughs> I haven't been. <laughs> it's the only reason we don't, we're on tour because, if, like you said, I said, why are we on tour with Malloy, Sheagold and Mooney? You said, crippling gambling debts. <laughs> now, MG, before you two uh, have a little getting to know your session about yep. moi, uh, play your ad, please, for uh, who was it for? became a problem for me. I naturally went to Advanced Hair Studio. Advanced Hair? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. A bit, bit yeah. porno at the end. I want a BAFTA. You want a BAFTA? You were hit on the head with a BAFTA, <laughs> I, I reckon. Is, is can, I ask, can I ask you this, MG? How many takes? Uh, it was a long day. Put it that way. <laughs> it was like Marlon Brando at the end of Apocalypse Now in that doco, Hearts of Darkness. Ugh, I cannot make up any more dialogue today. So, so when was that, MG? That was about uh, two, oh, about 20 well, years well, ago. Well, when he had hair, I'd suggest. I was going to say. 2003. I was starting yeah. to recede, and they said, look, let's jump on each other. And I said, no, didn't last long. It was good. Didn't it was last good long. While, it was good while it lasted. But I want to get yeah, to know. I want to get back to okay. getting the name Mickey because we've been on five weeks. As you said, we've made February. We're, we're mm. here. We're in, almost in March. And yes. we still want to know a few things about Mickey. So let's go, Kat. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Did I miss a meeting? <laughs> yeah, well, you, missed you, you, you missed them all from my experience. So this is what what happens here. You ask Sam I'm asking questions. Sam, who's one of your dearest and, and longest friends, uh, a little oh, bit MG, about... MG, hold on, hold on, MG. Yeah. Stop your oh, eyes. Work colleague, work colleague and nothing more. Okay, Signs the enough. checks. That's it. Um, well, because this last, be good. Yeah, last week yeah, you go. did it. Like, you did uh, in part one. Yes, we learned a bit. Yeah, yeah and uh, <laughs> let's have a go. I'm ready, MG. What's it like working with mixed company Molloy Boy Productions, Sammy? It's like working for the Weinstein brothers. And gee, I've said this before. I've said this many, many times. It is on record. Uh, there are, put it this way. There are, no, there are no pot plants allowed in, uh, in the offices. That's all I'll say. And if I turn up in a robe, they run. Don't, don't, don't Google Just... pot plants and Weinstein, by the way. Not on a work computer anyway. It is brutal. And it's, there's a touch of Putin about the way he runs the whole thing. That's all yeah, I'll no, say. No I'll shirt on riding horses. Cat. Yeah. All right, next. What's it, what's it like sitting next to or to the left of uh, Australia's best ever entertainer every Wednesday night? What's oh, it like? What's it, what that's do you, a good you question. Good question, MJ. Yeah. Mick, Mick gave me that question. What's it, <laughs> what's it like or how do I feel? Uh, how do you feel? Bad. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's supposed to be an hour show and it feels like it's four hours Sometimes, if you've seen the show, that 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 little multi segment he does at the end goes for. That's my favourite part. I love that multi. Hey, oh, well gosh. done, MG. Okay, one That's, more, one more. No, no. Can I be sincere? Yep. I don't do it often. It is one of the great thrills of my life to sit next to a king of uh, comedy in this country, MG. Oh, and he's bang. contractually obliged to say that. Yeah, but, <laughs> thank you, uh, Tim. Boy boy you got a, who would got uh, who would play no, uh, Sammy? Who would play Mick? In a uh, movie biop, and uh, what would the title of the movie be called? Oh, jeez, that's a bit specific. Well, it's funny you mention ads, by the way, because if uh, if Mick and I ever did the story of Guzman and Gomez, I think we probably, <laughs> we, we probably we could probably pull that off and buy a pick of those two. Is, it's a Cinderella is story. Got, is that who you got to get to play? We get Guzman and Gomez to play us in the movie yes. based around I'm... our life. Well, the. <laughs> Who would you get? You know what? Who could you get to play you? Who have, have you? Who, what lookalikes have you had over the time? Uh, 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 Richard Clapton. 
Richard Clapton. Richard Clapton. Ron Jeremy. Uh, Matt, Matt Preston. Yeah, Matt Preston. Ron Jeremy. People often say I do look like Ron Jeremy, which I'd I'd be much more flattered if they said that while I was wearing no pants. <laughs> but Tony, Tony Mockbell. Yeah, there's Mockbell. Now I think I think uh, so. Who would play Matt you? No, no, you need an actor, and you know who could, who could do it. Who? Uh, Russell Crowe. Russell, oh, yeah. Russell Crowe could play you an actor. Russell Crowe. He'd, uh, he'd have to. Take off twenty pounds to do the role. <laughs> what is wrong with you? That, that was a review. That was a review I got for Crackerjack once, and yeah. I promise you, this was what they actually said. What they say? If the camera adds ten pounds, then in Malloy's case, it's mostly around the chin. <laughs> that, that, that is hurtful. If the, I saw Crackerjack, if the camera adds ten pounds, you you ate two cameras before you went on the <laughs> set. <laughs> Oh, you were great in that. Is that it, MG? Oh, yes, it, buddy. I, I didn't you, answer mate. the question, did I? Before we talk front bar, uh, just huge news uh, with the Eurovision Song Contest. And oh, you still maintain you're the, you're the godfather of Eurovision in this country. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Well, you used to host it with Julie Zamira. I did, yes. And you used to host it live from wherever they had it. Yeah, that was it. So, you know, I, I always have my finger on the pulse, and I know that Triple M listeners, Eurovision, it's, it's a second family. And it so is. the big news is that, Perth band Voyager have been announced as the uh, band that will represent Australia at this year's Eurovision Song Contest. And like I said, Mickey, I had a wonderful time covering Eurovision. I haven't, you know, I haven't done it. I think uh, Joel Creasy and Miff Warhurst have been doing it for the last five, six but years. But you know, you were I the first ones to go backstage. Yeah, so we were. Ju- yeah, Julia and I. In two thousand and nine, we 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 was the first one we did, and we we, we were kind of you know SBS sent us over there. So I think they were going, well, we need our money's worth. You're not just going to be in the booth. <laughs> get down there <laughs> and not watching. No, get down there and um and interview the 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 acts backstage, and it was unbelievable because we were the only ones down there. No yep. one really ever cared about it. So we were downstairs and. It was a little bit awkward. I remember the first year because um, the Russia invaded Ukraine's dressing room, and I thought this is <laughs> this is not a this is, is this this is tough down here. Do you know what I mean? I don't really. Uh, are we going to be okay? But they, it was great. You know, the artists were so happy to, to talk to me. Who were the good artists from Australia? Oh well. Yeah, so in the first four or five years, we were just there as commentators representing Australia. You know, it's a multicultural society, and a lot of people grew up with Eurovision, and then uh, and then all of a sudden Australia are in it. And yep. Guy Sebastian was representing us, uh, yeah. and then Dummy M came second, and yep. then uh, Jessica Malboy, and and then that was it. I was and, out. And now Voyager—that's right. Now yeah, Voyager. Voyager. Have we got a bit of Voyager we, we can play? Me, it's gonna be all right. I like it. I could be on the Triple M playlist, Nicky. It's very uh, Eurovision, right. isn't it? Right. That could win. I like. <laughs> I like that song. Then again, you know, I, I you know what it sounds like a bit Duran Duran. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay, can I play another? Play it again, please, Kay. Wow. I was enjoying that song until, oh, until right so at the you end. Should have heard, you should have heard Mick this morning singing Beth from Kiss. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Well, I would have enjoyed well, that, but then again, I always enjoy bleeding from my ears. MG. That would have been great. That would be a good Eurovision entry. Mick Malloy represents singing Australia Beth. singing Beth, I Hear You Calling, as performed by Peter Chris from Kiss. Well, that'd be big. That'd be big. That would win. Now, what? Before, before we go, the front bar tonight, yeah. uh, you are like uh, the uh, the co-pilot, mm. like a, the, the, a second officer. No, the, the star? Like the the, 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 the star? star? Is that what you're looking for? He's looking for the word, the star? You're riding shotgun. You've got the best seat in the house next to the big fella. 
Yes, Mel McLaughlin. Uh, he'll be on tonight. And our list of guests, Michelle Payne, uh, mm. the first woman to ever win the Melbourne Cup. Uh, <laughs> could have won it side saddle. Uh, <laughs> Should have. I can't wait to speak to Michelle Payne. It, it's an amazing moment in, in uh, this country's uh, sporting And history. our producer uh, actually owned the horse. Yes, and didn't so, give us a tip. It won yeah. it a hundred. Was it a hundred? One hundred to one. Yeah. To one. Yeah. Ross Clark Jones, big oh, wave wow. surfer He's who awesome. has injured every bone in his body uh, and also got injured on the set of Survivor. Yeah, that's the big one. That's the big MJ, one. I'm serious here. What question do I ask him? What do you got for me? I'll ask this. Whatever question you tell me right now, I will ask him. I would say to him, to Roscoe, um, have you ever stacked it on a moray boogie board? Right. <laughs> so I'm, so I'm going to have to pretend to care about the answer, am I? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Jesus, MJ. Well, just help me for once, will you? Does he, does he body surf? Well, he's a big surfer. Does he, does does he, he, body has, he mastered surf? the, has he mastered the art of body surfing with a hand All out right. in front and everything? Like, right. <laughs> The hand out in front. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, the one hand out. And then, uh, of course, our friend. Our, our, our friend. friend, Glenn Robbins. It'll be good for me He's to be joined by some comic firepower oh, on the desk. God. You can, uh, you can take, take the rest of the show off. Glenny will be in the first couple of seconds, by the way. You know what I mean? It gets, gets a bit late well, for Glenn. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't leave him to a seg five or six anymore, can you? No, he, he, during, the ad, during the ad breaks, he gets up and has a walk Glenny. around. <laughs> Glenn Robbins, of course, who will be talking <laughs> golf, surfing, and, and martial arts. He's a, what? He's a, did you know I didn't he's know, a martial arts? No, I did not know that. Imagine Uncle Arthur kicking someone in the face. <laughs> That's what I'm doing right now. Russell Coit doing the crane. I can't wait. <laughs> Front bar tonight, 9 Good o'clock, Sammy. Channel 7. Good. Give it a run, people. Good to see you guys. Good to see Sammy. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Checking the latest online. <laughs> it's Mick Talk. <laughs> You're not going to believe this, MG. Uh, this should be you or me. Uh, <laughs> it, it just describes us, uh, the lifestyle we should be leading, and what we can bring to the table when it comes to the ladies. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, American trophy husband reveals he has three wives. He's a trophy husband, so he sits at home, he doesn't work, and he has three wives, and he spends all his time with them. Now, what wow. kind of man... Uh, can do that. Well, uh, let's take a listen. The current sleeping arrangements at home is that we all share one bed. Morning. Just getting up here. Part of that is because of space. I mean, we have the smallest <laughs> house ever right now. We we had to work it out the way we worked out and it ended up working out in a way that we prefer. Not, not one of us spends a night without Nick because it's very special um, to be able to, you know, sleep next to the one you love for sure. I like to be snuggled up in the middle. Oh, I bet he you does. I bet you do with your, your three little hussies. Um, does that lifestyle appeal to you, MG? No, not at all. I mean, maybe no. for a week, maybe for a week. But when they're just saying, just getting up. Imagine him with three wives. He could, he's got, he's got, to, he's got to sleep with three of them. He's, you know, a lot of people it. right now are thinking about the three times the sex. I'm thinking about three times the nagging. Me- <laughs> I'm thinking about three times the silent treatment. Oh yeah. <laughs> three, three times the stink eye. Three times the when you come home late. Where the hell have you been? I know. Imagine they'd surround you. They would wow. surround you and get you. Um, mind you, I, if you, I, I'm going to put my hand up for a little run at this because <laughs> you, I would be, be ideally, 
you think of everything I bring to the table. I am a trophy husband. You are. Uh, I am a little firecracker who goes off like – I go off in the sack. Like a bunger. I, like, like a double bunger. <laughs> boom, like, boom, uh, boom. There's three of them, though. Could you handle three, three of them? How, yeah, yeah, I mean, how much okay, are you going to so go off with three this is, of them? Okay, I'm not this, at the I'm same time. Maybe, maybe a bit of tag team. I'm going to play a tag team, one you. after the other. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do the whole kit and caboodle at well, once. You might have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I just don't know. I can't turn it on and on like on and off like a tag. <laughs> yeah, you would have a week off because they would all sync up. So there'd be oh, a week where you would have there's... a break in a month. Well, and again, what a horrific week that's going to be. <laughs> there's, there's a th- three times that nightmare. Hey, girls, I'm, like, I'm going on a golf trip. I'll be back next Tuesday. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, go here. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Come back here. Girls I'm, getting the, girls, I'm getting the mail. No, you are not getting the mail. Get back in this bed. <laughs> Three at once. Yeah, no. I mean, that would be, you know, like that, uh, <laughs> you know, that cir- you'd be like that circus act where you Trying to keep all the plates spinning. You're riding a unis. You're riding a unicycle. You're trying to catch. A, you're trying to catch a frisbee. Girls, seriously, can I just tap out for five minutes? Oh, well, you can uh, go through some batteries. <laughs> I think. I think we worked out the answer here. Oh, I think we're all done right. here. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Nick Malloy, MG in the morning. 